You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The first time I picked up a guitar was at my cousin's house on Adam Street. He was supposed to be watching me, but he was stoned. Hi, I'm Joe Iconis. And I'm Jennifer Ashley Tepper, and you are listening to The Album Podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about It's All Good, which is performed on album by the original cast of The Black Suits. And um, you'll hear about the history of the song and and a whole bunch about The Black Suits, the musical, uh, why it was written, how it was written, when it was written, and even more. In this episode, we also go into some, you know, dreams and ideas of how the black suits might translate to other media, including a very thrilling description of what this song would look like in the movie. Um, I loved it. Great episode. We highly recommend. Click play. Mm-hmm. This is exciting and buzzing. This is better than anything else. So this next song we're going to talk about in this episode is super special on the album because it is performed by original cast members of the musical that it's from. This song, of course, is It's All Good, which features the original SPF cast of the Black Suits, Jason Tam, Nick Blameyer, Lance Rubin, and Jason Sweet Tooth Williams. Yeah. Um, I wrote. I wrote It's All Good when I was in grad school at NYU and it, um, it was, it was one of the songs. It was one of the earliest songs I wrote for the black suits. It was before, um, it was before I sort of started writing the black suits, um, uh, for real, you know, like I, I wrote a few songs, as I was like gearing up to begin work on the black suits as the black suits was the first book musical I ever wrote. And, um, with just sort of like, I wrote these songs with like vague ideas of where they might fall in the musical. Uh, and it's all good. I used to think was the second to last song in the musical. Um, but I knew I wanted to write a song that was about like what music meant to these characters. And, I um and this was the, the so this was truly in the days of instant messenger and I put up an away message on my instant messenger and I said for you know for anyone out there what does music mean to you 
I literally, <laughs> I literally did that. Something that I would like never in 10 million years do today. Uh, but I did that. And a few people wrote back to me. But um, the person that I remember was this guy whose name was Chris Molito. And Chris Molito uh, was I, I met when I when I music directed my brother's production of The Wiz at the Garden City High School. Uh, I was a senior in undergrad and my, my brother was a senior in high school and he was directing The Wiz. And so I came back and music directed it. And that is where I kind of like got the idea to write the black suits in the first place, um, sort of being around like these high school band kids um, when I was like four years removed from 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 high school myself. And Chris Molito played uh, he played the lion in The Wiz. And so he was a, he was a high school kid. And um, and I wrote when I wrote the song Rock and Roll Band, which is the opening number of the Black Seats. I did it in my senior recital of undergrad at NYU, and I asked Chris Molito, an actual high school kid, to come in and sing it. So he sang that song. And so um, I had put this away message up, and Chris Molito responded, and his response was, um, I don't I don't remember the specifics, but it was in the world of, uh, you know, music is life. Music is everything to me. Uh, music makes everything OK. And I was so shocked at how um, at how sentimental his response was, how uh, willing he was to be like vulnerable and um, and and uh, and emotional with his his you know use of words and this was like a kid who i mean chris Molito, he was like he, he was a great kid but he that uh, he was definitely like he wasn't really a theater kid you know like him doing the whiz was like a, oh man like did you hear like chris Molito's in the whiz um and so he was like a like a regular like long island high school kid and it was just like oh my god like this it's music means so much to this like this kid who I don't perceive as being like a particularly like, you know, theater or artsy, artsy individual. And and it was that that made me be like, oh, I can really I can get as sentimental as I'd care to with the song. And at the time I was I was kind of allergic to to that sort of sentiment in my writing or I, and I was really kind of afraid of it. You know, I was. I wasn't yet like as as open wound of a writer as I as I turned into and continue to be. Um, and so, you know, expressing the things that I expressed in It's All Good, which felt really personal to me, um, it, it it wasn't it wasn't easy uh, and was kind of like one of the first times I was writing in that way. But it really came about because an actual high school kid <laughs> was very honest with his uh, with his feelings about mm -hmm. music. What um what led to your idea that the original guys from the Black Suits would sing this track on the album? Were you looking for a moment to kind of bring some original cast, you know, original cast from your shows to the album? Or did the song come first and then you thought, oh, this would be a great time to like kind of bring people back together from the SPF production? Um, it was sort of it was sort of hand in hand. You know, I've I've wanted to do a a cast recording of the black suits for years and years and years and years and everything costs so much money. And so it will, you know, hopefully happen one day or maybe it won't, but at a certain, you know, my, my dream, my, my real dream would have been for the black suits, you know, 2008, uh, 
cast, which is Nick Blamire, Jason Tam, Jason Sweet Tooth Williams, and Lance Rubin, to uh, premiere in a you know in a in a uh, actual production uh, off Broadway, and then go to Broadway. That that would have been the dream. And then that that dream, you know, didn't happen. And so then it became like, oh, man, it would be so amazing to just do this show at a theater with these with these guys, because uh, the FPS because F- the SPF production was just like a workshop. You know, SPF was a festival that that uh, was like nymph for something. And so we only you know, we only got like seven shows. And so um, I, you know, I wanted it so badly. And then came a time when it's, you know, because of the age of the characters, at a certain point, it was just kind of like these guys can no longer play these teenage characters. Um, and and that's, you know, that's like a really that's a really hard thing, I think, for for any artist to be like, oh, these these actors who you've developed this show with um, no longer fit. But for for me, it is like um, it's like excruciating for me. It's debilitating. For me, I am a writer who gets so connected to the actors playing the roles in my shows that the thought of like a show moving on without an actor who is who is, you know, played uh, played the 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 part uh, is it's just devastating to me. And in in many cases, I've really like, you know, stopped movement on a show because an actor, you know, was no longer able to do it for one reason or another and so um and so sort of you know coming to terms with this idea of like oh you know these four guys who in addition to being brilliant in the black suits are also like some of my best friends and also you know artists who i love in general um knowing like okay they're never going to play those parts for real again or ever they're never going to get a chance to actually do a production of this musical um it's it was, has always been kind of heartbreaking and and i've always thought even if we do a recording of the black suits these are these guys are clearly not teenagers you know it's like some there are some actors or you know people who have a youthfulness to their to their voice and you don't know, think about it like you know we've spoken about some of them uh you know Annie Golden or Harrison Chad there's some actors who just like you know no matter how how much the age number ticks up they're just they always feel young and i think that um those four men feel like men you know like they they feel like men they they they've grown and so i um I I I I feel like even if we did an album, they wouldn't be singing on it. And so when when we started putting together songs for this album, uh, it just was kind of like a no brainer to ask the four of them to record this song because it, it it felt like both the reunion and like the only time they'll probably ever get to sing this material on record. Um, yeah, and I think you can like feel all that in the track. Definitely. It's also, you know, it's like a beautiful thing about the album and about concert life is that like, um, you know, it's it's as you said, like overall, a lot of the original cast wouldn't be performing the material anymore. But because it's in the world of a concert, like, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously Nick Blameyer is also singing Social Worker on the album and he's done it in concert. And um, I think probably the other one is like Jason Tam sung The Answer more recently than 
you know, the show happened. Um, like there's, there's instances where you can get it in, but it is, it's such a heartbreaking thing about all shows, but especially about shows where you're writing about young people, because, um, you know, with shows mm-hmm. that are about adult characters, there's more leeway in how long someone can play those for. So it's like a particular kind of heartbreak with the black suits, um, or something like be more chill or maybe even, you know, other shows like that. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, did you, so uh, you talked about like originally thinking this was the second to last song. Like how did the end of the black suits evolve? You know, was this song always in the black suits? Um, were there songs that were like, you know, cut from the final moments? Like how, how does that fit into the story? Yeah. So, you know, the black suits, it, um, it has always been the, using the framework of this, you know, high school garage band on Long Island over the course of one summer, preparing to enter the St. Anne's Battle of the Bands. And the whole show is kind of building up to their performance at the Battle of the Bands, and they lose. And um, and that was always the idea that they were going to, you know, that they were going to lose. Uh, and And so, you know, they lose the battle of the bands and then there's the scene that happens as they're kind of like walking the streets afterwards and uh, they're talking about their future plans and it becomes very clear that like everyone is sort of going their own way you know to uh, one of them is a senior one of them graduated last year Um, they're all kind of leaving for the summer and it's and it sort of you know dawns on them and and us in the audience that there's kind of no escaping uh, the inevitable the inevitability of this family that they've created for themselves uh splitting up because that's just the way life works and um and and so they they sing it's all good in that moment as kind of like a uh you know it's this thing they've realized but they're also kind of you know literally telling each other that they love each other for the first time. They're just using their own language to do that. And so that was always the idea of this moment. In um, in many early drafts of the show, up through SPF, I had the scene after that where, uh, you know, they basically had said, you know, and the, and, and in, the, in the show, they talked about it before it's all good, but that we had set up this idea that everyone's going away and this is like kind of the last time that they'll be together. However, tomorrow there's a block party on Roosevelt street, which is the street where I grew up and they had already agreed to play 
this performance at the Roosevelt Street block party. And the um, and they're kind of like, ah, it's probably stupid to do now because we lost the battle of the bands and we're all going to go away anyway. And then uh, John is like, no, let's do it. Like, why not? Let's like do the block party gig. Uh, and then that kind of leads into it's all good. And so then after it's all good, we've get we get this one, you know, further moment where uh, where the black suits are performing in all their glory at a suburban block party and it's like the final public performance of the black suits and uh i always felt like the show should end on like a celebratory note like that and i always felt like the show should end with a uh, public performance um i also at the time was really hot on this idea of like the black suits will join, you know, and be part of the you know, the pantheon of musicals that are about performing groups. And uh, I specifically was like, it's like in its own way, it's like dream girls. And so I loved, <laughs> I loved the idea that uh, right at the so the the song they did at the block party was a reprise of rock and roll band, which is the first song in the show. And uh, right before the final chord. I had Chris saying uh, uh, thank you and good night, which is what uh, I get as Dina says at the end of Dream, <laughs> the end of Dream Girls, like right before their final note. And to me, it was like this this you know great nod to Dream Girls for some reason at the end of the Black Suits. And um, and I really, I really, uh, I really loved that idea in theory. Um, and then. As soon as I got hooked up with John Simpkins directing it, John Simpkins was really like, you know, the end of this show is it's all good. Like it's that's just what that's just what it is. That's what you know, that's the end of the story. And it's such a moving song and a moving moment. I think that we should end it there. And at SPF, I was so like um, I was so hung up on this idea of it ending in a in a more like, you know, rock and roll way that I just couldn't I just couldn't let that be. And so at SPF, I compromised and allowed the rock and roll band reprise to also function as the bows. And what I what I wrote was uh, the character of Megan, I think, got on a microphone and introduced everyone. So when people came out for their bows, uh, they got their their um, you know their name said. However, uh, the character names was said because I loved this idea of like the you know there was there was no line between like the human being and the the character, and so you were actually like you know applauding like not for Nick Blameyer, but it was like and Chris Thurzer and John Amoroso, um, and so we we had that in the show there, uh, and then by the time we got to Barrington stage, I had um, I had agreed. Uh, to to see what happens if we just ended the show with with it's all good, uh, which was John Simpkins' idea, and you know he was right, he was totally right, and it's like it ends the show on like a very sort of sweet way, and I I think it's definitely the right move for what mm -hmm. the the show is. Although I will say that I've always um, I've always wanted to do a show where the characters' names are announced as opposed to the actors' names at the end of the show, and then. Uh, fucking and Juliet did it and so now I can't now I can't do that anymore but it was it was mine for 
13 years <laughs> and has now been stolen by and Juliet, who the, the the creators of which absolutely have never seen or heard of the black suit. So it was not a steal. <laughs> it was not a literal steal. It was just like a, it, the idea was just there waiting to be taken. And I unfortunately um, never had the opportunity to use it in a high, high profile way. I am so glad that you shared all of that. I never knew that Dream Girls, you know, reference that almost made it into the black suit. So yeah. um, what a fun discovery for all of us. Yeah. The other thing, I forgot if we talked about this, but I also was obsessed with um, blue hair being like the new, I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair and having <laughs> like the hook of it be like, she actually dyes her hair blue on stage every night literally thought that without realizing what dyeing your hair entailed like i literally like as i as i was thinking about it thought it was like the same as like washing your hair it's like oh yeah i don't know you put some of that shit in your hair and then it like turns blue yes that would it's have not, been a very unfortunate requirement for whoever was playing that role whose hair would have inevitably you know suffered yeah, from it um you were so young when you were writing the black suits though who knows anything about you know so many things hair dye included i was a child yeah i didn't know things about about women and hair and dye and all of that i just knew now you know i just knew classic musical theater that's it <laughs> <laughs> In the um, eventual someday, uh, you know, screen adaptation of the black suits, I feel like we could literally see her dying it. And we could also see that that the way you describe the like block party, you know, final moment feels very cinematic. Um, you know, I, I think that the way black suits ends on stage now is perfect. And shout out to director John Simpkins. But it feels like potentially like the ending you originally conceived would be the the film ending. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it feels like what plays underneath the closing credits. You know, it's yeah. like that's what the that's what the idea is. Although I will say like the uh, when I've thought about um, when I've thought about it's all good on in the movie version. And I've actually I've talked about this. I talked about this many times in the course of Black Suits, but I've always thought that in it's all good in the film version, they would be singing It's All Good and the camera would like would would, you know, like rise up and we'd see this like aerial shot of them and the camera would keep rising. And then we would just see all of these groups of like four teenagers, like all over the place, like in every every town. And then it would just keep going and we'd see these groups like on the on the earth, you know, like the earth would just be you know, nothing but speckles of like four groups of of teenagers all over the place. That's beautiful. I love yeah. that. Finding each other through music. And that makes total sense. Yeah, it's all good. It's what I feel. And it's like Bill Boy. Things that are broken are fixed. Fine. Hey. Thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast. Uh, do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like, or give us a great rating or review, and then head to bpn.fm slash album to find out even more information about this podcast, more ways to watch, more ways to listen, and check out my album, Album. Thanks so much for hanging out. Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong, produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris, and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm slash album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to album.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.